right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fly Eagles Fly podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jason. And uh, today we are going to be covering, let me see here, uh, we're doing some roster moves today, obviously. Um, we're going to be covering, this is going to be a preseason recap slash uh, look ahead to Detroit, look ahead to the rest of the season and kind of see where the Eagles are going to fit in. Uh, I'm excited about this one, um, mainly because this is the start of regular episodes again. Uh, so speaking on that, I did an episode about two weeks ago with my uncle, with Pop-Pop. You guys have seen them before. Uh, so I did an episode with them. been having some trouble kind of uploading stuff lately um, or uploading uh, that specific video, it's about four, it's almost four hours long. I tried to cut it down. We recorded for like four and a half hours. So I cut it down as much as I could while keeping the good stuff. Uh, but either way, I thought it was really cool to be able to just talk some, some, talk some ball, talk some preseason stuff with them. We did talk about the Deshaun Watson stuff. I feel like that's beat to a pulp at this point. Uh, everyone's talking about it. Um, or everyone was talking about it at the time. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, essentially what happened was Deshaun Watson got suspended for six games. The the NFL or the commissioner appealed it, and then it was eventually ruled that it was going to be uh, they were just going to keep it at eleven games because uh, the commissioner was pushing for a full sixteen game suspension. So they kept it at eleven, um, and they got rid of the six, the original six game. Suspension, um, which is interesting. Uh, it is it is kind of an awkward little situation they got going on there. Uh, and they already settled, I think. The reason it's awkward is because they settled 22 of the cases already. So, yeah, it, it's just it's just a bit weird. Um, I'm not really going to speak too much on it because I think we, we talked about it enough um, just through the offseason. And now we're going to get the football. So now it feels like. We could, we're back to normal now, it feels like. So either way, uh, let's go ahead. I'm, I'm having some trouble. I don't even know why I went off on a tangent, but essentially I'm having some trouble uploading that long video. I'm going to sit down, uh, I want to say tonight, and just go through everything and make sure that I can actually upload it. And then um, I got to clear my computer and all that stuff. It's just so much, uh, just little things that I have to do that I'm kind of procrastinating and putting off. But I didn't want to put this off. Uh, I wanted to come at you guys at least this week. Uh, I'm hoping to release this on Monday, uh, tomorrow, and uh, start your week off with a little something, something, something. So let's talk about the Eagles roster moves uh, since we haven't really, haven't really been here too, too often. Um, obviously, we did some here and there, but during the offseason, not really much to talk about. So now that things are ramped up. Let's talk about some roster moves. So the Eagles, uh, third-round draft pick from, I believe it was a year ago, Davion Taylor, a year or two ago. Davion Taylor is officially on the practice squad. They released him, signed him to the practice squad. Jalen Rager was traded to the Vikings um, for uh, like a couple picks. I think it was like a fourth and a fifth-round pick, a conditional fourth and something else. Uh, they also acquired safety Chauncey Gardner-Johnson uh, with a seven-round pick. Uh, and a seventh round pick uh, in 2025 for in exchange for the Eagles gave up a 20 uh, 2023 fifth round and two 24 
2024 six round picks. Uh, so two, one fifth, two six in the 2024 draft. Uh, one, the fifth is in the 2023 draft for safety, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Now the saints, um, I mean, they're loaded. I mean, they have Marcus may Tyron, uh, Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, those guys are loaded at defensive back. So they're good. Uh, I saw a lot of people were like, you know, Chauncey Gardner Johnson was, was, uh, he's a young stud. He still has a lot of value. Um, obviously, the safety position now is a big need for the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles signed Jaquaski Tart, and it looked like that kind of fell through because they were really wanted somebody to play safety there. Obviously, Ronnie McLeod not being there anymore. Uh, they were looking at Kevon Wallace, who was pretty good. I like Kevon Wallace. I think he's more of a box safety. Um, but now it seems like Chauncey Gardner Johnson is going to be that safety. Um, safety number one there uh so yeah that's that's some of the bigger ones greg ward is on ir devin allen olympic sprinter uh national champion is uh he is on the practice squad as well one thing i didn't like though or one i guess one thing that kind of bugged me was the carson strong uh, debacle and and the reason I, I I wouldn't say debacle the Carson Strong situation uh, I actually like Carson Strong more than I like Reed Sinnott again I'll give that I didn't really watch a whole lot of the preseason um, but Reed Sinnott from what I saw really didn't move them all that well uh, got absolutely routed against uh, against Miami in the last game so I'm not a big fan of Reed Sinnott but he's a practice squad guy uh, I actually like Carson Strong I think he was one of those dudes that had a really 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 special talent at Nevada and kind of got overlooked because of his injury and, and Nevada is not necessarily a big power five school, you know, but, um, I, 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 I thought he was all right. I liked some of his tape. Uh, obviously he was a rookie. He was just, uh, I believe, I don't know if I think he was undrafted if I'm correct, but I liked him. I, I think, I mean, obviously I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to, uh, sit up here and be like, well, I would have kept him over Reed Senate, but obviously something in practice. I, I don't know what had happened, but, uh, that's one thing that I was kind of iffy about. I didn't really know. And then that obviously Joukowsky Tark got signed. Um, then he got cut. Then it was like, it was just this whole thing. Um, you know, it seems like the, kind of the coaching staff and the, the general management, uh, like Howie and guys like that sort of, you know, had this weird, um, like in between, like they weren't really communicating, and that's something to keep an eye on. Um, I, w- I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think that that's something that's like world ending, but you want to keep an eye on things like that when your general management and your coaching, your coaching staff are kind of on two different pages. Uh, so I, I would, I would keep an eye on that. Uh, if, if the Eagles start to lose and they hit this real rough patch, that's definitely going to be something that's going to be brought up in in the media and whatever i might even bring it up here but uh, it's just something to keep an eye on again i don't think it's anything too big at the moment but just to keep an eye on that uh they also claimed uh ian book qb um i believe he played at notre dame Uh, i I don't know where he got claimed off of but they got trey sermon from the 49ers and lamichael p ryan uh trey sermon was actually had a lot of hype uh going into the 49ers uh from ohio state running back uh, but that just kind of broke down. Uh, they obviously cut Jaquaski Tart, but I think what's what's really crazy is these trades and the, the the additions that they've made this year have really been unbelievable. And and a lot of these guys are real young, you know. Uh, I mean, just starting from the top. I mean, we got Hassan Reddick, right? Uh, James Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, 
Kaiser White, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, AJ Brown, Zach Pascal, Cam Jurgens. Uh, just the guys that they've added. I mean, Cam Jurgens had a hell of a preseason. I mean, the dude looks very promising. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, he's he's the next Jason Kidd. I don't know, but they're very, very similar in what they can do. He could, He's a safety that can uh, – not a safety. He's a center that can pull and get on the edge and block almost like a big fullback. Uh, I'm excited to watch Cam Jurgens play. Um, not excited for what has to come before that, which is the retirement of Jason Kelsey, not excited for that, but uh, Cam Jurgens, I just didn't know that we have a little bit of a safety net where a guy can learn and 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 um and and he's able to step in and be that sort of direct replacement. Um, so that's always good. Uh, Zach Pascal, guy that played, uh, had a, had a couple of big catches with Carson Wentz in Indianapolis a year ago. Um, also AJ Brown, obviously that was the big signing uh, from Tennessee. Uh, Nicobe Dean, a draft, another, the draft steal, in my opinion, Jordan Davis, another guy, Kaiser White, guy that played at Emmaus here in the Lehigh Valley, grew up rooting for the Eagles. Um, yeah, I mean, and Hassan Reddick born, you know, in, in Camden, played at Temple, now is playing uh, in Philly, James Bradbury, former Giant, right? I mean, the, the list goes on and on, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's only 24, I think he is, and, you know, he's emerged as one of the, as a really good young safety, so the and, and the one thing I say is the older guys on here, like Hassan Reddick and James Bradbury, who are in their thirties, you're not seeing like, you know, thirty six year old guys, thirty five, thirty four year old guys getting drafted. These are relatively young dudes um, that are, you know, that that are still have a few good years, you know, to give up. And I mean, obviously longer for Kazir White and guys like that. But you're talking about Hassan Reddick and James Bradbury. Those guys, obviously. You know, they, I mean, Hassan Reddick isn't even really, I don't even know if he's in his 30s yet. I'm not too sure. I think he was drafted 2016. What was that? That was, oh, it was eight years ago. So he might be eight years ago. Was it six years ago? 2016? Yeah, 2022. Yeah, so six years he's been in the league. He drafted 21, 22. So he's like, what, 28, right? So, you know, you're looking at really good younger talent. And the, the core group of guys here, you can see that there's direct replacements for them. This team is set up to win in the long term. Um, and I really like that. So that's kind of a recap of some of the roster moves um, and a little bit of preseason stuff. I liked, again, what Cam Jurgens showed. I liked what um, what Devin Allen, I think he hasn't played the game in such a long time uh, that he needs time to get the hands back. But, I mean, on, I mean with the speed, there's not, there's not really a lot of people that are going to be able to hang with that. So, excuse me. I'm super excited for this. I can't wait till for the season to start. Um, I'm not going to push the the expectations out of there. We're going to get into that a little bit, but I'm not a guy that's going to that 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 we'll get into it. We'll get into it right here, actually, right now. So let's transition now to oh, and I thought Jordan Davis had. I mean that that block that went viral on poor Cam Jurgens. I mean if Cam Jurgens is having to play against that, you know. Jordan Davis, I think he's going to be all right, you know. But either way, uh, let's go and let's just transition here to some predictions, okay? And this is where this is where I, I kind of see I kind of see the Eagles. This is where things are going to be made. The, things are going to happen here, all right. But let me let me just say it. Let me just break it down for you guys and, and tell you where I'm coming from. So the Eagles over and under. 
is nine games. That's their over-under for how many games they're going to win is nine. Uh, I think that that's going to be even. I think that's right on the money. I think that I have the Eagles going nine and seven. Um, the reason I have the Eagles going nine and seven and not winning 10, 11 games, there's a, there's a, there's a certain amount of wins to go around, right? There's a certain amount of games that are going to be played. There's only a certain amount of wins that you can give to every team. And I don't think that the Eagles are this, you know, I mean, you, you look at, you look at a division like the AFC West, that's going to, that's a division that all, all those teams could have 10 wins, right? Where they're only going to lose within their division. Right. And that's a very, that's a possible thing. That's anything that could possibly happen, you know, and you can only get a lot of certain amount of wins, right? You have to go out there. You have to take those things. So to me, I look at the, I look at the, the Cowboys and I say, well, these guys are, while I, I understand no Amari, no, uh, no Tyron Smith. Now, hopefully he, he gets better. Um, you know, I never, never like to see any player go down and get injured, but, um, they're just hit with the injury bug and, and it's saddening, you know, because, you know, obviously you have guys that, that I'm an Eagles fan, but I, I don't want to see anybody get injured, anybody get hurt. You know, that's, that's not really my, my jam. I'm not really a, a boo, you know, I'm not going to boo you when you're down kind of thing. Right. Uh, that's not really me. And I don't, I don't think that's, uh, that's not a healthy way to watch ball. Right. But, the Cowboys, while they are markably right now, as it stands, they're probably worse than the team that won last year. And that is before injuries. You know, you're talking about CeeDee Lamb as number one. And then unfortunately, James Washington breaks his foot. And then, um, you know, Michael Gallup is sort of trending in the right direction uh, uh, per Stephen Jones, uh, the general manager. So they look like they're going to be like middle of the pack good. But I think Dak Prescott, until Jalen Hurts steps up, or until we know more about Jalen Hurts, I think Dak is the best quarterback in the division. And that doesn't, I mean, obviously you need, you need more than that, right? Like I think Russell Wilson for a long time was the best quarterback in the NFC West, right? Um, but he only won, he only came out of the NFC West a couple times, you know, and he had to go to a place where, you know, meaning Denver, where they were going to surround him with a good team because yeah, you can have a great quarterback, but if you, a lot of the time, if you don't have a good team, you don't have a, there's, there's other teams that could be structured better than you and still win. You know, like I, I think that, I think it's pretty obvious that Russell Wilson from the time that from a year from 2012 to 2021 um, last year, I think he was the best quarterback in the NFC West. I think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was was pretty good for a year or two, um, obviously, but they, they drafted a quarterback. He's out of there. Um, Jared Goff was all right. You know, he, he, was, he was pretty good first overall pick, but uh, they had Aaron Donald. They had all these different pieces they put around him uh, to win, uh, Cooper Cup and, and so on and so forth. And then who's the last one was before Kyler. You know, it was, it was just kind of a rotating – you know, it, it was just rotating in, in, in Arizona. So there was a bunch of different guys that had the helm. So, but he only, but in, during that turmoil, right, where you could say, oh, they took advantage of it. The 49ers went to the Super Bowl. The Rams went to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the, the, I did, I'm trying to think if the card, the Cardinals won a couple playoff games um, during that time. But Russell Wilson was the best quarterback there. And then Matt Stafford came there with that structure and took off. And people around the league looked and saw that and they said, okay, 
you know, that's what that's what we have to do now. We have to go and find sort of if your team isn't putting stuff around you, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are, you're certainly going to have you're going to have trouble, right? You're going to have trouble and, and a team that doesn't have the best quarterback could still come in and beat you. You know, so that that's kind of the the argument for slash against the Cowboys winning, but I'm going to say the Cowboys win the division because they are the the bar in the division until they're not. They're the reigning division champions until they're not the reigning division champions anymore, until they get beat. So I think the Cowboys are more more poised to win outside of the division more. Um, and I think the Eagles are maybe going to have a couple wins outside of the division, um, but where they're going to win a lot again is within. Right, they're going to win within division. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to sweep the Giants. I think they're going to sweep um, Washington. And I, I just, yeah, I think they're going to sweep the Giants, sweep Washington, and probably split with the Cowboys. So you think that's two, four, that's five wins right there, right? So I don't think it's going to be that hard for them to go and, and beat four other teams around the league. Um, so that's my that's my prediction. That's why I have them going nine and seven. Um, and same thing with, you know, Dallas, I think it's the same thing, right? Win within the division, even if they sweep everybody in the division, um, you know, that's six wins and then they have to go and what beat five people out of the division. So I don't think that that's not, or I have Dallas going 11 and six, sorry. So that's, that's kind of my reasoning behind that. Uh, And then another thing I wanted to talk about is the Eagles are probably going to be second in the, in this division. And I have them going in maybe a possible wild card in the NFC East. That to me would be, excuse me, it would be similar to last year. Yes, right. It would be a mirror image of last year. Finish second, go wild card, maybe first run exit. But I also believe that the Eagles are are set up to maybe win that game. I think that's the next step. I think they can sort of stumble into a second, a second in the division go and then surprise somebody in the first round just with the pieces that they have. I think that that's a very plausible thing to happen. Um, But one thing that I will say is what is a successful year for Jalen Hurts, in my opinion? I mean, everybody out there, all the Birds fans out there are going to have their own opinion on this. But to me, a successful year for Jalen Hurts is – and this is the ceiling. This is the absolute top of the top. Like, we're not trading this guy – we're going to move forward with Jalen Hurts. We're not going to look at Bryce Young or any of these young guys coming out of uh, of the le- of college right now. Or Caleb, you know, I don't know if Caleb Williams can get drafted next year, but we're not going to look at any of these guys. We're going to stick with Jalen. For that, that for me would be you would be like three thousand to thirty five hundred passing yards, which isn't out of the ordinary, which isn't this crazy high number. It's not 4,000, 5,000, but 3,000 to 3,500, you know, I think that is, that that's up there with some of the, some of the better quarterbacks, right? And I think 20 to 30 passing touchdowns, um, you know, obviously total is going to be more, but I think 20 to 30 passing touchdowns is what I would need to see for me to be like, okay, you know, I think he only had 15 passing touchdowns or something like that. He was in the teens. Uh, he accounted for more than that, but he was in the teens uh, for in last season. Uh, so to me, 20 to 30 passing touchdowns would, would kind of put me at ease for the rest of the, for the season. And then in the ballpark of 70% completion. Now 
The league average last year was 67. You want your quarterback to be above average. I say ballpark 70. That could be below 70. That could be above, just above average completion percentage is about 70%. Um, So to me, and again, the league average last year was 67.8. So almost 70, almost 68% completion um, was the league average. So, if he can, if he can have, if he can throw for three thousand yards, right, three thousand to thirty five hundred yards, account for twenty to thirty passing touchdowns, and do all that with a ballpark of seventy percent completion, that would be like, okay, let's move forward, Jalen Hurts, right? And again, I said, but I'm, uh, even if he does, he throws for three thousand yards, twenty touchdowns, and he has like a sixty eight percent completion, I'm still on board, right? But this is the ceiling, right? The ceiling is like. That is that is ballpark home run slam dunk. We're moving forward with this guy. Um, then my floor would be like this is the minimum that he has to do. And then the last thing I would say is a playoff win. If you can again, if we mirror last year's season, we go sort of nine and six, um, and maybe Jalen is able to pull out a couple games late, um, like he did. We got to win that playoff game. Right. That's the thing. If you win the playoff game, that's the ultimate, like not even the cherry on top. That's the ultimate goal is to win the playoff game. He could have 2000 passing yards, whatever. But if he wins a playoff game, I'm about it. Right. The Eagles haven't won a playoff game since their Cinderella run, you know? So that that's the ultimate thing is just to win games. And these are personal stats that I would look at, but Hey, if the Eagles finish 11 and six and Jalen is a compliment and, you know, everything's sort of clicking, then I can, I can get with that. Um, but winning has to be the, the common denominator clearly. And then the floor for me to be like, we might, we might have to move on is, you know, 2000 passing yards or 2000 passing yards. Um, <laughs> I said it twice, 2000, 2000 passing yards. That's it. Um, 15 to 25, you know, passing touchdowns, maybe. Right. And then, uh, or 15 to 20 passing touchdowns, 60% completion, missing the playoffs. That's sort of the floor, right? That's, that's a mirror of last season. Um, and that's something that I, I would be like, yeah, we might got to move on from him. You know, you, we might got to take a look at the draft, take a look at some other quarterbacks that are a little bit more established that maybe aren't happy with their current situation and bring them on. Um, and, and I mean that that's that's just what constitutes it for me. I mean it could be different for everyone else, um, and, but that is my sort of rubric that I'm, that I'm going to go by. And again, if if he doesn't say he throws all he throws for four thousand yards, but has twenty something touchdowns, or but they win, that's going to be the ultimate thing is just winning games, right? If you're going to win games, you can complement each other. You can win tough games. You could beat good teams, playoff caliber teams, teams that are poised to make a deep playoff run. If you could do that, then that's that's the icing on top. You have to be able to win. Uh, and so these are, again, these are just stats, right, that if the season goes to hell, um, these would be the stats that I'd be like, okay, cool. But if, again, winning is the, is the, is the absolute end-all, be-all is winning. So lastly, let's move to the NFC East predictions. Okay. So NFC East predictions, again, I have Dallas going eleven and six, winning the division, Philadelphia going nine and seven, uh coming second, maybe getting into a uh 
a wild card spot. Washington going six and eleven, and then I have the New York Giants going three and fourteen, um, finishing last in the division. I don't mind Washington. Um, I think Washington has been all right. I mean, and, and hopefully, you know, prayers out to James Robinson, who uh, who was a uh, was was shot during a, it was an attempted robbery uh, a robbery attempt. So we hopefully that he you know hopefully he gets better. Uh, but I I think Washington is kind of the big question mark because I think Washington can sort of flop. I have them going six and eleven right now, just because I think that. Philadelphia is going to beat them twice, right? And they're going to lose out on those two wins. And then I do think that they may split with the Giants, and that's going to be one of their wins. Um, I think that they're probably going to be the Giants. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if instead if Dallas sweeps Philly, if they split with Washington. Um, but Carson Wentz, who is, the, who is now the, the quarterback, He's interesting because he's never really had a great he's never had a great record against Dallas. Uh, he beat him twice um, in 2017, but that was about it. Dallas kind of owns the division right now, um, but if anything, they're probably going to split with Washington. That's like their bitter rival is Washington. Um, and then, obviously, as an Eagles fan, you're always going to keep an eye out for these wild New York Giants. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's always the Giants always, no matter how bad they are, the Giants always give us a run for their money. Um, I don't know what it is. It's it's just old school rivalry. When are the Giants going to move on from this 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 pipe dream of of Daniel Jones? And and I, and I kind of look at I look at the Eagles and I say, you know what, Carson Wentz had all the intangibles uh, or ha- had all the tangible things you wanted in a quarterback, but he didn't. He didn't have uh he was just missed something was off. You know what I mean? Like something was just off about it. And you couldn't really put a finger on it. And it just kinda it seemed like like why do these guys kinda quit on him? You know, and um I don't know. Daniel Jones has the same thing, like he has all the intangibles, but there's just something that doesn't click. There's just something that doesn't it doesn't happen, and I I don't know what it is. I'm not going to speculate on what it is, but it's just it's just something. I don't know if it's in the air or some something in New York. Uh, it's just it's just real different, you know. It's just really odd. Um, I don't know. You just it's just weird. Um, and he, now they have two. You know, they have their bookends. They have two good tackles, and and we'll see how that goes. I think Saquon is going to be a beast this year. Um, you know, Whitehall alumni, right? Where I think he's going to be a monster. But yeah, man, I mean that—that's my—that's my my breakdown on the Giants, and then Washington and Dallas. I've been talking about them forever. Uh, but let's let's make a prediction for the Super Bowl. Um, and what I actually have is I have out of the NFC. Obviously, I have the Rams coming out again. Because uh, that team is relatively, it's it's intact. Um, I have the Rams coming out of the NFC, and then I actually have the Bills, which is the opening night thing, coming out of the AFC over um, over Mahomes. Uh, I, I think Mahomes is. I don't know if he's going to take a step back necessarily, but I do think that Mahomes is going to miss Tyreek. Um, 
because Tyreek was kind of their possession guy. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. You know, uh, Big Big Red could do his thing and, and prove everybody wrong like he usually does. But uh, I think the Chiefs are going to miss a little something. They're going to miss that, right? And um, people were like, oh, you know, they never blitz. You know, I, I saw this this uh, this YouTube video where they're like, you know, well, this is why you never blitz Kansas City. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Kansas City's – that division, though, is going to be nuts. Um, but y- – the reason you, you didn't really blitz them is because, you know, you had a guy that could sneak out the back door. You know, you had Travis Kelsey that they would just block down. He would spin, and Mahomes would just throw it to him, and he'd take it down because you knew you had to play shell coverage on the back end, right? You couldn't bring a zero blitz and leave everyone in man coverage. You had to go shell and bring the blitz uh, so he could just dump it underneath. So either way, uh, I, I just think they're going to miss that dynamic there. Uh, you see Tyreek is going to be, I think he's going to be a monster um, in in Miami. So uh, I think the Bills and the Rams are going to be the representatives, right? The Bills, I think it's Bills, Rams in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I don't, even, I don't even know who's going to win. I, I, I would say, I would say Bills. Um, I think I think probably Cincinnati is going to make it to either Cincinnati or the Broncos are going to be. Fuck, man. I don't know. I mean, the AFC is so loaded. It's like the NFC, it's it's pretty easy, right? NFC is like Packers. Uh, it's either Packers or Buccaneers or the Rams that's that's it right there's no like surprise teams that are going to come out of the NFC right now in the AFC there's a bunch of guys that could come out there's a, bu- a bunch of guys a bunch of teams that can come out um it could be it could be Denver it could be the Chargers it could be anyone in the AFC West it could be you know uh, it could be the Bills you know it could be again you know if if Lamar and, and the Ravens return back to form it could be them i mean who knows man i mean it's just so it's just it's so it's nuts it's crazy so uh I, but i'm going to go with the bills just because the bills are hot they're going into the season um they added von miller so to me i'm going to go with the bills bills rate uh bills rams Super Bowl, and I'm going to have the Bills taken, and I think the Bills deserve it. Uh, after all these years, they've had great quarterback after great quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the, I mean, well, not great. Jim Kelly and then now Josh Allen, um, two really good quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, Jim Kelly are great, but I don't know, man. That that's my prediction. Let me know what yours is. Uh, let me know who your dark horse team is. Um, I would say the dark horse is probably, you know, I think Philadelphia is shaping up to be a dark horse, uh, our Eagles here. Uh, but let's transition to the last thing. Last segment um, is going to be the prediction for Detroit. What is that game going to look like? I think Detroit is going to be, Detroit's going to be run first. They have DeAndre Swift. They have a, a Craig Reynolds. They have a lot of guys that could throw at you uh, in the running game. And that offensive line, a lot of people are going to sleep on it, but that offensive line is really, really, really good. Uh, I think they're a top five offensive line. I think those guys really they can scrap. You know, you have you have Frank Rag now. You have Penny Sewell, uh, and now they're getting a chance to practice against guys like Michael Brockers. Um, who was a longtime Ram, and then Aiden Hutchinson, you know, the the second round or second overall pick in the draft. So 
those guys are going get, to get some real good play time in, and the Eagles are, are similar to them where that offensive and defensive lines are the, are the strength of it. Um, I will say that Jeff Okuda coming back, excited for him. Uh, but for me, I, I think the Eagles are going to win. I think it's going to be a defensive game. I think it's going to be a 31, or I'm sorry, 21 uh, 24 in favor of the Eagles. Uh, originally at 31, but actually just thinking about it, it's probably going to be more of a defensive thing. I think it'll be in the 20s. And it's actually kind of wild to say that 21-24 is a low-scoring game in the NFL, uh, but that's what it seems like, right? It's a lo- that's that's low-scoring, 21-24. Um, but I, I think Detroit is another one of those dark horse teams. Uh, I've been watching the Hard Knocks, and those dudes – those dudes are getting after it. You know, those guys are getting after it. They're really putting in work. I love Dan Campbell. I think he's a big culture guy. Uh, he, all, all of his staff pretty much is all, are all, most of them are former players, you know. And uh, JT Barrett, I think, is on that staff, which is really cool. Um, at least I saw him in, I saw him in there. I think, I think he's on that staff. I could be wrong. But uh, I think it's going to be a defensive battle. That's what I think. I think that uh, the offensive, units of these teams i think the eagles have more firepower in in terms of wide receivers and things like that but i the reason i think that philly is going to edge them out is the detroit is going to again it's big on the run game but that's where the eagles excel is stopping the run um or at least they have excelled in the past uh jonathan gannon's new system i think now he has more pieces to sort of implement stuff like that into into he has he has more pieces to implement some of the stuff that he wanted to last year uh but last year there was just no linebacking core there wasn't a there wasn't a lot of guys that could you know come downhill clean stuff up now he's got more agile linebackers i mean tj edwards is kind of the middle linebacker heart and soul kind of thing um you know i think he had over 100 tackles last year but Kazir White now, um, and a lot of people may not have watched him. You may not have done, you know, he may be new to you, but Kazir White is a safety that that went to linebacker, and the dude is a beast, right? Like that's what he does. He he does that well. Um, he he's a he's very very violent, aggressive at the point of attack, and I think that he's really good at also covering. Right? He can he can play the run game pretty well. But he's also very good at dropping back into coverage, which is what Jonathan Gannon, Gannon's system is, which is you know keep keep the defense uh, or, or his system is kind of like rush four, you know rush four, a lot of nickel, a um, lot of stand up linebackers and and things like that, less of your traditional like four three, you know Jim Schwartz kind of situation where you know they had four down linemen three linebackers all off the ball you know now they have a son reddick who's more of a rush um a pass rush pass rush guy and then um you know to me i think that's more so what it's going to be uh than your traditional four three it's gonna be a lot of nickel a lot of you know spread trying to defend the spread kind of stuff and detroit likes to run the ball um so what it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting sort of thing there, and I think that they're going to have to – both of these teams are going to have to buckle their chin straps because it's going to be very, very – it's going to be a competitive game. It's Darius Slay's homecoming. He always does well um, against that. 
Um, and the Eagles also like to run the ball a lot too. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I think it's, again, it's going to be a low-scoring game, 21-24. I got Philadelphia winning the season opener against Detroit. Um, and I, that pretty much covers everything. Um, I will – we're going to be going back to our original uploading schedule, which was Wednesday. So I try to have this stuff up by Wednesday. Um, and, you know, I'm going to work on it more – you know, I'm going to be out here more often working on things like that. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for this year. I'm excited to see the birds play. I'm excited to get back here talking to you guys. And um, hopefully we'll be able to cover a whole year uh, without taking any breaks, without life hitting, kicking you in the balls. So uh, I'm excited. Hopefully you guys enjoy. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for me here. Um, again, Keep a lookout Wednesdays. I'm going to try and have everything up by 10 o'clock. That's going to be my, uh, that's going to be sort of the cutoff there, 10 to 12, depending on the situation. Uh, and I'm going to crank them out, right? I'm trying to get everything out. I'm going to cover a little bit of league news as well. Once things start, get rolling, once things start to get rolling. Uh, I'm going to cover more stuff around the league. Uh, and it looks like knock on wood, all the starters from the Eagles have made it to week one, um, with no injuries. And that's a great, great start to the season. That's what's important. Right. Um, and hopefully this is probably the healthiest they're ever going to be. Uh, cause that, you know, as you get down to, you know, December, you know, late November, early December, down to the playoffs, then obviously, you know, things, things get a little, things get a little dicey there. Right. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoyed, I'm going to come at you guys next week after the birds play. Hopefully it's a dub. Uh, I predict it as a dub. Don't bet using my stuff, right? This is just for fun. So, uh, you're not, you're not about to show up at my house, you know, talking about, give you some bad advice, right? Don't be doing that. So, Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, this is going to be episode 19. Um, and it's going to, there's going to be like a, a weird thing going on, uh, where the last one I recorded was episode 18. So hopefully I can have that up and out to you guys. And this is episode 19. So this is the return, the return. Welcome back. I'm excited. Love you guys. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, enjoy or enjoy your week. Looking forward to the weekend. Birds football, fly eagles fly. Let's get after it. All right, love you guys. See you later.